Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending October 22nd, 2021. I'm Sophie Antel-Gibert, and I'm joined today by my colleague, Megan Roach, who is head of U.S. Equity Portfolio Management for North America at Russell Investments. Hey, Megan, it's great to see you. Hi, Sophie. Good to see you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am looking forward to hearing your perspective on some of the headlines from this week, especially around earnings season, especially in the U.S. 3Q earnings season is, is well underway now. Um, would love to get your perspective on what, what is catching your eye there, as well as some macroeconomic releases that happened also in the rest of the world. Um, and then lastly, what has the market reaction been to all of these various bits of, of news and information. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. So maybe let's start with what is most present for many investors at the moment um, is all around earnings season uh, in the U.S. Well, how is that looking? We heard from Paul last week, uh, some, some early news releases. How are things shaping up now? Yeah, at this point, we've had about 20% of the S&P 500 companies report their third quarter results. Uh, expectations for year-over-year -year growth this quarter are a little lower um, than the very high rates that we saw during the second quarter, but still really healthy. 14% um, for revenue growth and 29% for earnings growth. And so far, as Paul shared last week, results have been tracking really well. 84% uh, of companies have exceeded analyst estimates by a margin of about 14%. So our expectation that we would see the above trend growth from the first and second quarter continue for the remainder of 2021 really appears to be playing out. Um, similar to the second quarter, there are some key themes that are sort of underneath those high level U.S. large cap numbers that often get quoted um, that are continuing this season from last quarter. That's value over growth, small cap over large cap and Europe over the U.S., on the value versus growth side, there continues to be really impressive margin improvement in value sectors like energy, materials, industrials, and financials. And that's resulting in the expectation for the earnings growth of value stocks to outpace the earnings growth of growth stocks by a factor of about two to one. Um, that occurred in the second quarter, and it looks to be shaping up similarly for the third quarter. The second one in kind of a similar pro-cyclical theme that we're seeing is the expectation for smaller cap companies to continue to outpace their larger cap counterparts. Uh, earnings growth expectation for small cap is around 40% compared to that 29% that I mentioned for large caps. And then finally, projections for Europe uh, outpacing the U.S. for the third quarter continue. Uh, the Europe expectation is 33% earnings growth versus that 29 for the U.S., and we also see that strength outside the U.S. happening in the differential between the more globally oriented S&P 500 companies posting stronger results than the more domestic counterparts. And that's a trend that's been in place um, for all three quarters of 2021 so far. So depending on how your portfolio is positioned right now, um, you might be feeling pretty good about things. Yes. Um, are there any catches? Are there any, this all kind of sounds like good news story to me. Um, is that how we should be interpreting this or are there any clouds on the horizon? Yeah, so there's there's always a fly in the ointment if if you want to look for it. Um, but things are going are off to a great start. But there are a lot of hot topics that are dominating company management commentaries, both about the third quarter current results, but also forward guidance. Um, these won't surprise our our viewers and listeners um, because they're really dominating the headlines: uh, surging energy and commodity prices, labor shortages, and supply chain disruptions um, have all been primetime topics 
during this earnings season. And investors are really tuned into how increasing inflation is going to impact consumer demand for goods and services, and also how individual companies are able to navigate either absorbing or passing along through pricing power these higher costs. Um, one place that we really saw this uh, come into play in the data this week um, was in some releases related to home building, where construction starts in September declined for the sixth straight month, and completion times are running longer due to those same factors, shortages on materials and labor. But on existing home sales data, that actually improved last month. Um, mortgage rates have drifted up over the past couple of months, and that's provided a little encouragement for people to buy sooner than later. Um, and inventory levels remain really tight, um, less than half of the normal level. Excellent. Well, um, we'll definitely keep an eye on on some of those flies in the ointment, or at least the, the headline news stories. Shifting our focus a little bit to macroeconomic data, we had some releases from from Europe recently. Um, what what has been catching your eye there? Yeah, things. The releases out of the eurozone this morning were a little on the weaker side. Um, the PMI uh, dropped for the third consecutive month. Um, also in the U.S. yesterday, uh, the release of the U.S. leading economic indicator composite um, showed slower growth. It was 0.8% last month. It was 0.2% this month. But on the positive side and, and back in the U.S., uh, new jobless claims broke below that 300,000 threshold for the first time since March of 2020. Uh, before the uh, pandemic, new claims averaged about 220,000 per week. And this week's uh, claims were at 290,000. So that's as close to normal uh, as we've come in quite a long time on the employment side. And it reflects that companies are increasingly avoiding layoffs, uh, which makes sense because as we've all heard, there's a lot of labor shortage occurring across a number of industries. Well, and, and normal is sometimes sort of, you know, is feeling a little bit welcome these days. Um, exactly. So, so that's, that seems like a good news, news story there. Lastly, how is, how is the market reacting to all of this? We're hearing your reactions and, and companies' reactions. How's the market reacting? Yeah, fortunately, the market reaction has been relatively calm uh, this week as well. It's been pretty smooth sailing. Uh, the 10-year Treasury yield climbed steadily through the week from about 157 to 168. Uh, global stock markets rose about 2% uh, and were led by the more cyclical areas of the market like financials and consumer and industrials. And that aligns with a lot of the areas of earnings strength that we talked about earlier. There is a bit of uncertainty, maybe more than a bit of uncertainty brewing about the latest inflation jumps and what impact that will have on central bank policies around the world. But we do think that the earnings growth and CapEx spending that we expect to see from companies going into 2022 provides reasons for optimism on the expansion, even if the pace of recovery is maybe a little more spread out over the coming years. All right, great. Well, thank you so much, Megan. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today, but thanks so much for sharing your insights. And thank you for joining us. We'll see you again soon.